From here on, nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag gets sold in the park. I want in. <laughs> you guys got fat while everybody starved on the street. It's my turn. Hmm. You think you're gonna live long enough to spend that money, you fucking hump? If any of you are tired of getting ripped off by guys like that, you come with me. I'm at the Plaza Hotel. You're welcome. You're all welcome. Enjoy. everybody welcome back to another episode of thr presents stream themes we are a spoiler cast and we review every and anything that is streaming currently i'm your host brian with me as always is my brother nez what's up man yo man before we get into this man i, I just gotta give props to my brother here for just all the footwork he does i know i've said this before on one of the shows we do i don't know we do so many (laughs) um dude we've been getting a lot of traffic on facebook as well as our download numbers (laughs) damn and it it's all to it's all because of you i don't i mean i promote as much as i can i can't say anything for the zisu but man i appreciate it brother man thank you so much i mean um for those of you that do listen, thank you. And if you're new to E-Society and everything else, thank you so much. And uh, we got more and more. Of course, you're going to hear Brian. He's also part of the E-Society. So um, I kind of want to do what the geeks do. Shout out to the League of Geeks and uh, get a jump start on our 31 Days of Horror. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was thinking that. We, we were supposed to do that last year, and then we were kind of day by day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was fun. I mean, every yeah. every night doing it, but I think we should uh, try to at least get a, a bunch of them uh, out of the <laughs> way. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just letting you guys know <laughs> what's coming for October. But uh, we are here. THR presents Stream Fiends. And we are going back to 1990 for the uh, crime drama uh, directed by Abel Ferreira, and this is Christopher Walken's King of New York. Frank White is a free man. How come you never came to see me? Who wanted to see you in a cage, man? He served his time. What can we expect from the reformed Frank White? may He paid his debt. Go someplace where you can stay out of trouble. But some things don't change. From here on, nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. You're waiting years for this. I know what you're up to, White. Forget it. 
I'm gonna make you and your friends disappear long before that. Are you arresting me? Thanks, Park Avenue attorney can get him out in ten minutes. Ten minutes later! I feel no remorse. I got a quarter million dollar contract on anyone involved in this case. The cops tried to stop him their way. I'm not your problem. I'm just a businessman. Now they'll have to do it his way. There's only one way to get Frank. Christopher Walken, King of New York. You expected to get away with killing all these people? I never killed anybody that didn't deserve it. A psychotic drug lord leaves prison bent on sharing his profits with the poor, but finds uh, that the streets are tougher than when he left, and there is no way of washing the blood from his dirty money. Hmm, okay, that was Google. Let's go over to IMDb. Ah, one sentence. A drug kingpin is released from prison and seeks to take total control of the criminal underworld in order to give back to the community. I kind of yeah. like that one. <laughs> did, did he give back... In a way, he did. I mean, we'll we'll get into it in a minute. But um, Brian, King of New York, uh, what'd you think of this? And when was the first time you had seen this one? Um, I I was kind of late to this one. Um, I actually because of uh, rest in peace, uh, notorious Big I used to always refer to himself as the Black Frank White. And I was just like, who's Frank White? Did some did some research and I was like, oh, King of New York, uh, Christopher Walken, you know, Lawrence Fishburne. I was like, how, how did this one slip by? And so I watched it and um, yeah, loved it. You know, I love the performance from um, Christopher Walken. Uh, there's a lot of like, if you don't know the actor's name, you've probably seen him in a bunch of movies. There's a lot of those actors in this movie, but my favorite character is probably Lawrence Fishburne. Just uh, his portrayal of, uh, what was his character's name? Jimmy, the, Jimmy Jump. Yeah. And of course, this is back. Uh, this is, uh, wasn't Lawrence Fishburne. This was old Larry Fishburne when he was doing these kind of roles. And, um, yeah, I just love the story. Um, it moves fast, too, because I haven't seen it in a while. And then when it got to a certain scene, I'm like, oh, we're almost to the end. You know, it just kind of it, it, it flows really, really fast. And uh, I like that. that you know, they kind of let you know who Frank White is, what he's trying to do, who he's up against. And it's just kind of straightforward and uh, love the performances. Uh I used to have a crush on uh, uh, Teresa Randall and, you know, she pops up as one of uh, Frank White's ladies in this. And uh, it's always nice to see her. And yeah, love this movie. Um, Yeah, there is a ton of uh, well-known faces in this. I mean, this is all in the beginning of of kind of like a lot of their careers. Um, Mm Yeah. Christopher Walken, of course, Academy Award winner. He's already been around the block many times. Uh, David Caruso, this is when he, um, yeah, he's an actor, but I think he wasn't quite to the, uh, what was that movie that he went to do? He left that TV show to to do a movie. I think it was like Kiss of Death or something. 
Yeah, then thought he was going to be some huge uh, movie star, which he should have stayed with that TV show. But uh, he he's done plenty of roles, so it was good to see him. I haven't even thought about him in forever. Oh no, let me. I take that back. I, I watched First Blood recently, and I, he's in that. But of course, he had Larry Fishburne. We got Victor Argo, Wesley Snipes, a uh, Gus Frank, or um, what was his name in Mandalorian? Grief Cargo. No, Grief Cargo was Apollo Creed. Uh, God damn it! Um, somebody is yelling right now. I'm sure. I'm sure the Zisu's yelling. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, Moff Gideon. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Pull it up. <laughs> John, Giancarlo Esposito. A lot of you guys know him as Gus Frank and uh, for all you Mandalorian fans. Um, Steve Buscemi, a young Steve Buscemi. I forgot he was in this in, until he popped up on the screen. Paul Calderon, he's in this. Uh, what's his name from Deep Cover? Uh, Roger is it Guinevere Smith. He pops oh, up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Teresa Randall, always good to look at when she pops mm-hmm. up into this. And then there's just like a ton of other people uh, in this film. <clears throat> um, but how I came across this one, um, this was back in the good old block, block blockbuster VHS rental days. Uh, this was a film that, from what I understand, wasn't in the theater. If it was, it was probably maybe those little small art, art house theaters. But... Um, they had, I think, one copy at Blockbuster, and it was always out. I didn't know nothing about it until some guys came in. Hey, man, you got King of New York? And they said, no, it's out. And they're like, oh, man, we've been dying to see it. And I, I just, like, overheard them. So I kind of walked over, and I found the box, and I looked at it, read it. And, oh, Christopher Walken's in. It sounds good. A couple weeks later, it was finally there. So I'm like, all right, man, let me uh, get this since this is uh, what everyone's talking about. Uh, a friend of mine, he'd seen it already and said, yeah, that it was good. Um, so I'm like, all right, cool. I trust him. So I throw it in. Uh, you can definitely see that this film has been watched a billion times because there was a lot of the um, little fuzziness of VHS mm-hmm. tapes for you younger listeners. You probably don't know what we're talking about, but uh, when you play a tape forever uh, too many times, it, it gets these stop and rewind marks. Uh, so there was plenty of that throughout the film. I mean, it didn't take me out of the film, but when it was over, I was like, damn, man, that was hella good. And uh, then, it, then it hit the HBOs and Cinemaxes. And I think that's when, uh, a lot more people. That's when a lot of my friends saw it because I, I was telling them about this film and they tried to go to our blockbuster and there was always, it was, it was never there. Uh, finally, um, somebody rented it and just never brought it back. So um, they didn't get one for a long time. But after a while, they ended up getting a few more copies. So, but um, I love this film. I have not watched it in a really long time. Um, I just picked it up on Blu-ray. And but I ended up watching it on uh, IMDb uh, TV with ads. Oh man, there was just too many ads in this one for me. Um, is there like a pay? No ads for IMDb? Do you know? Uh, I think it's uh, strictly the way it is free. I watched mine on Tubi, which uh, you get. It seems like on Tubi you get most of the ads up front, mm. the, the first half of the movie, and then there's hardly no ads for the rest of the movie so 
at least when the ads popped up on this one, it was in a good spot for an ad, not like yeah. right in the middle of a sentence. And I hate when they do that. Some TV channels do that shit too, but um, yeah, I, this movie. I mean, I I was all about it, man. This was the probably filmed at eighty nine, uh, a young uh, Christopher Walken, and I just loved what he did. I mean, his his acting style. Um, he can do comedy. He can be serious. He can be scary and, and everything. I mean, if you guys have seen the prophecy films or. Uh, his performance as the headless horseman in uh, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow, and uh, he's all over the the acting spectrum. Well, with him, he when he pops up in these movies, you're like, oh man, it's Christopher Walken, uh, this and that. Even if he just does little small bit parts, I mean, he's good. But this one, uh, it was good. I mean, I totally bought his character because on how he is, he just kind of goes with the flow, and and he means business. I mean, because that's what uh, this story was, because he was they never really went. Did they ever go into why he was in prison? I mean, we all, all because he was doing dirt. But yeah, they just kind of got out. Nobody ever spoke about it. Uh, they didn't even really say how long. I don't think he was really in. And he just got straight back to business. Yeah, because uh, it says right here, Frank White, a drug lord, is uh, riding into New York City in a limousine after being released from Rikers Island. All right. And then he ends up, uh, yeah, he just went right back into business. And then because at the beginning scene, we see um, was it Jimmy the Jump. Is that what his name was? Yeah, um, Lawrence Larry Fishburne, his character, and all his crew, they're dealing with some... Um, Wait, Puerto Ricans or no Colombian uh, in uh, some uh, airport hotel. They, they were doing a drug buy. Yeah. King Tito. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we skipped uh, the scene. I fucking think this scene's stupid. Uh, when they shoot the one guy in the phone booth, Amelia Zap- El Zappa. I think it's so. Why did they show him? a picture of Frank in the newspaper and Frank did this or Frank, Frank sends his regards or something like the guy's dead. Just, I don't know. <laughs> it I, I think, stupid. I think it was more of just, this is, this is the beginning. This is, this is the calling card. This is who did it. Uh-huh. And, and we know well, why are they, I, they know why I think it was one it, of those type of things. Yeah. It would have been better for me if they would have just left the newspaper on him um like yeah like you said this movie is really short it's only 103 minutes long it it goes by mm-hmm. quick like this happens that happens credits are rolling i mean i think if this film was made today this would be one of those two and a half hour pushing three hour movies mm-hmm. because they would probably try to throw a lot in but this since it's being a small time independent type film. I think that's probably why they just shortened it. Christopher Walken probably got most of the money uh, out of this budget, but um, yeah, they just roll up on that fool and just gun him down. I mean, there was a lot of, I mean, you know, if you've ever been to New York city or if you live over there, awesome city, I love going there. Can't wait to go back. There is cops everywhere, but maybe, Maybe that's because of uh, of nine eleven. 
But then again, I, I don't know. I, I went there. Jeez, I can't even remember. It was way after 9-11. And I, I did notice that the there was a lot of police presence, like, everywhere I went. Because um, these guys just roll around, gun up everyone, shoot guns in there. No cops around. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the most you see cops is uh, near the end at the funeral. <laughs> yeah. And they, they weren't even really useful at that at that moment either. <laughs> I don't think anyone had guns. I, I saw one with a gun. Everyone else was just looking around. But we'll get to that in a minute. So, yeah, they gun up one of the rivals. <clears throat> Obviously, one of the, the dope game guys uh, that they were trying to just rub out. So Frank comes out, meets his crew. Um, When I first saw this, because we just saw Jimmy the Jump and all his gang gun this fool down. And then we see Frank in, in, in his in his uh, hotel room, and then these guys all come walking in, all loked out. And again, you gotta love the '90s um, uh, clothing. We talked about it when we did deep cover, but this, I mean, especially um, Jimmy the Jump, man, this the little derby hat, the big gold chains. Did you ever rock those big things? I had a few chains, but I, I always wanted the the, the big fat the uh, the dookie. <laughs> gold gold rope chain i never i never got it though but i i had some i had some back in the day i was never much of a jewelry person i didn't ever wear necklaces or anything um but if someone gave me one of those would i rock it today <laughs> maybe <laughs> all right i'm looking at a picture right now of jimmy the jump i got the lokes on the kango leather jacket Big thick. Well, I mean, he his changed like changed throughout the film. He had the big thick ropes in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then he had the the big thick flat ones uh, and everything, and then and then the big nuggets on, on his hands and the big diamond earrings and everything. So, but uh, he he played the part. I mean, he fit the role. I mean, it's 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 funny and it's weird seeing Morpheus, <laughs> Larry Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Uh, what was he, King of the Ghetto or Ghetto King? And um, oh, uh, John Wick. Yeah, I mean, and he's pops on uh, Blackish. Uh, seeing him in, in these roles, I mean, he like he does awesome roles. This role's a tough, rough ass gangster, undercover cop in Deep Cover, um, Furious Styles and Boys in the Hood. When he when he was just legit, I think that I love that role as well. But this one, man, he's just, yeah, he, he fits the part. I mean, he did it. I mean, did he overdo it in some scenes? Yeah. But, I mean, it was still cool. <laughs> I, I liked what he did. It seemed like he was the main one that, that did all the talking. Everyone else, all the crew, they were there, but no one really said much. So, Yeah, it kind of seemed like everybody, there was like levels to their crew and everybody kind of fell in line. Yeah, he was definitely the the leader out of all the the henchmen and everything. So, I mean, he was really cool because when he comes rolling in all suave and holding his chin and drinking his drink, and then Frank White just comes walking around, they're just looking at him. What are you drinking? Oh, this is root beer. <laughs> and then Frank gets into that. I, 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 I love Christopher Walken. He's always dancing in, in some form in, in these films, but 
his little crazy dance moves to hype up his boys. I, I don't know. I just never really liked this scene. <laughs> it just didn't fit. But I mean, he's back. He's happy. Everybody was uh, was good to see him. But I mean, but he he was straight up man. After he got his crew together and everyone, and they were telling him, "Yeah, okay, well, here's uh, what was the Colombian guy's name? King uh, King Tito, and I think the." I think the drugs came from King Tito and the money came from Emilio Zappa. Cause they were like, yeah, okay, well King Tito's dead. So, uh, yeah, that, that's out of the way. Cause that was, that was pretty much the beginning of his reign of terror to take over New York because he's like, all right, because I love I love that scene, but in the beginning, the, the drug deal, when they was like, all right, man, when they were testing it and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, he, he, all right, well, where's the money? So he handed him a briefcase full of whatever, and he opened it up, and it was nothing but those um, tampon, mm-hmm. uh, the long ones, the long applicator tam- tampon <laughs> thingies. I they're all the same to me. But <laughs> he's like, "What is this for?" And he goes, "For the bullet holes." And then he <laughs> just he just lights them up. I thought that was cool. He always had some good shit to say before he started blasting fools. I mean, he, he he was talking shit, not to jump forward, but he was talking shit all the way to the end. So I thought that was cool. So that's how they got the money and the drugs and everything. Uh, because, okay, after he kind of laid down uh, what was happening, he uh, they went to the, were those guys Italians? Yeah, uh, they went to. They sent that one guy. Uh, what is his name? Delicio to Little Italy to basically let him know that uh, Frank wants to sit down. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> this is the second movie in a row where we have not only Lawrence Fishburne, Larry Fishburne, but somebody getting pissed on. Oh. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. I mean, <laughs> that's to me, that's just pure, pure disrespect, <laughs> right there. Because yeah, that fool rolls up in there. Uh, what was his name? Joey? Was it Joey Delicio? Is that what you said? Yeah, I think yeah. that's his name. Because he went in there and told those fool though they were like some mafia guys. Um, it says uh, mafia boss Artie Clay. I assume that's who it was. Because he's rolling in there talking to him, telling him, yeah, Frank's back and he wants to sit down with you. And um, what are you, Oh, he's oh, you you tell that guy I don't deal with uh, inward lovers. I mean, the, mm-hmm. of course, the the race, the racist remarks uh, have to fly uh, with these uh, gangster films. Because I ain't talking to them and maybe he's got been fucking too much been fucked up in the ass in jail. And then he goes, here, this is what I t- tell him this. And he pulls the dick out and pees all over him. He was First ready th- to go with that. Yeah. I mean, it usually <laughs> takes you a second before it to come out unless you had to go. <laughs> I mean, you see some guy, fat guy sticking his hand in and you step back. <laughs> so, but he pees on his feet and he's like, all right, man, I'll tell him. So that's when he goes back and uh, lets Frank know what's up. They were, no, that were, they were at a, uh, at a, um, was that some kind of benefit dinner that they were having? Because they were talking about uh, doing renovations to the new to a uh, an old 
um, I think it was a children's hospital or just a big he, hospital. Yeah, he went up to uh, uh, what was that guy's uh, fucking name? Uh, uh, Eddie from Deep Cover. Oh, um, damn! <laughs> I keep clicking off everything. Well, Eddie from Deep Cover. They, he went up to him. I'm assuming he's like some kind of politician, and he was asking him, "Why is there no money? There's money for this, but why is there no money to uh, fix this uh, hospital, this children's hospital?" And then he basically tells Frank how much it costs, and why don't you come up with the money yourself? And Frank's basically like, "Maybe I will." And I think he said something like, "He say like 500 million or something." I think it'd be like six. Yeah, five hundred million. Uh, he said, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I'm jumping ahead. Um, I thought he said like fifteen million or something, or fifteen, sixteen million, something like that. Yeah, to, he said something like that. I'm thinking to, something else later. It was yeah, it was it was going to cost that to um, fix up the hospital. There's there's already a hospital there, but they want to make it better because it's just run down and. They he wanted to well his Frank's idea was to make it um, an affordable medical care for everyone, not mm-hmm. just the the privileged and basically not for the rich people. I mean, rich people can go there, but it seemed like that hospital, uh, if you were poor or whatever and you couldn't pay your bill, they they didn't want you there. They would send you to county general or, or whatever. I mean. That thing right there, I mean, that that is true in, in a lot of cities. I mean, it sucks. I mean, I don't know why some other countries can have all this free medical care. And here it's like um, you got to sell your firstborn kid uh, to mm-hmm. to get a whatever, a checkup. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. You got to lose something to get something. I know, man. It's just, It just seems like. These guys, these higher ups in the in the in the, in the not not the doctors or anything, but the the people that run these hospitals. It seems like they're just um, they just want money. I mean, if you if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna pay for our services and all that, then you can't come here. I mean, because it was a situation in my life to where it was like, well, we can't we can't do nothing for you. Then this is the end. So uh, you got to get out. And I'm like. I bet if I had all this money, you guys wouldn't care. I mean, mm-hmm. I, mean it's, I don't want to get into all that. But, I mean, that's that's what it seems like Frank was, was against. He wanted to help this hospital. Uh, was this all in Manhattan? It seemed like it, it went in Manhattan, then it went to, like, Brooklyn and, and everywhere else. Yeah, I think it kind of bounced all around because he was, throughout the movie, I think he's just knocking off uh, – Whoever's running the different uh, boroughs of New York, yeah, because um, so that was his main his main thing was to get that hospital uh, up up and running and affordable health care for everybody. So that's why they, I mean, even uh, <clears throat> Eddie, whatever the hell his name was, uh, he, Tanner, he, Tanner, yeah, I'll he was he was uh, in that. I thought he, he was hardly in this. I thought he would be dirty because. No, this was before Deep Cover, hmm. but anyway. So that was the 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 whole idea for for the hospital, and then they're, well, what's going to cost this much money? And he's like, well, all right, man, I'll get it for you in a couple of days. So that's when Frank goes on onto the uh, 
all right, I'm, I need to start uh, kicking ass and, and taking names. Because after he left, because um, during this party, that's when he told um, uh, his his <clears throat> the Delicio or however you say his name to go to go talk to the to the to the mafia dudes. Mm-hmm. He had sent them there. Uh, from the party, and then he, he went back. He, he crewed up, and then they rolled into uh, uh, Clay's um, social club. Is, is what they call it. This is my favorite part in the whole film. Uh, I played that clip in the beginning of, of this episode, but man, he he came in there and was just like, "All right, hey guys, what's up?" and and laid it down. Like, look, nothing. Nothing goes down in this city and that I'm not a part of, and no dope deals, no, or if there's a dope deal or a card game or anything, anything that makes money, he goes, he wants in, he wants a cut of it, mm-hmm. and then he was just laying the rules down on him, and then uh, the the uh, the clay, the big uh, the big boss was like, he goes, do you think you're gonna live long enough to spend that money, you fucking hump? I love how because Frank just walks away and then he just stops and then just turns around really quick, pulls out his gun, just and just guns him down. And he fucking he was going off. And you guys are tired of getting ripped off by fucks like this. <laughs> Come see me. You're welcome. You're all welcome. But that last shot when he walks away, the joint. I was like, oh, yeah. Cause that was that was a scene right there that before I saw this film, uh, my friends that had seen it or, or listened to other guys talk about it, they all talked about that scene. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally saw it, I was like, "Fuck, man, that was awesome!" I mean that that's the scene I can watch over and over again because just uh, Christopher Walken's performance, uh, he just walks close to the camera, stops. You can see he's just like this motherfucker on the look on his face. And then just turns around and bites his lip and just fills him up full of holes. Uh, obviously, those other guys, I don't know if they were they part of his crew or were they just other. They were with Clay, but Frank said, if anybody wants to come earn, come with me. And then the, the two guys looked at each other and were like, well, fuck, might as well. <laughs> and they just went with them. <laughs> yeah, because they just, I mean, I don't know much about the mafia, but from what I've seen in movies, I I don't know that world. But my knowledge is movies. A lot of my knowledge I learned is from movies and TV. Everyone, if you didn't know that by now, but I figured him dusting off. Uh, I'm sure he was a made guy. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised other families didn't come try to battle him. I mean, I figured yeah. may, maybe if this film was longer than an hour and 40 something minutes, maybe they probably would have. Yeah. It seems like when he would knock off a main guy, there was no retaliation from anybody. Yeah. Because after he took this guy out, I mean, there's a lot of uh, things in it. it just played out throughout the film, but, uh, his rise to being king of New York was taking out, I mean, his rivals, the other the other crime families. Because then he rolls to uh, Chinatown. And, uh, oh, no, 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 no. He sends uh, Delicia to, over there to talk to, um, uh, I guess he was a triad leader, Larry Wong. 
Yeah, he need to he need to send somebody else other than Delicio because everybody's he's coming like Frank said this, and they're all like, "Man, fuck you!" Tell Frank <laughs> I said, "Fuck you." <laughs> Delicio, I don't know if he's supposed to convince these people or what, but it's not working. I think he was more of just he was a uh, uh, he had a cool head because he didn't go off after that got pissed on him. And uh, after this, <laughs> after Wong told him to go fuck himself, I mean, he did just kind of went, all right. <laughs> because they were sitting in a movie theater and watching uh, that old um, Nosferatu yeah. film. Yeah. And, sure uh, you won't stick around? We got Frankenstein <laughs> up next. <laughs> um, speaking of Nosferatu, it's a classic film, and, and, and I love it. But, man, is it boring. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean, what was that? Kiss of the Vampire. That one was good, but you, because it was in color and they were talking. But um, so yeah, I mean, he's because he's that that Wong is just sitting there uh, in the theater and they're watching the movies and he's got his little hit guys and, and his and his women. And they were like, "Yeah, well, this is uh this is the deal." He goes, "If, if you guys want my drugs, it costs this much. If you don't, fuck off." So, yeah, why why does he tell them I have three million dollars worth of cocaine, and he, I have it here with me? I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, what is his name? Larry Wong, yeah. Triad Leader. What are you doing, man? Come on. Because <laughs> okay, descends to Chinatown, talk to Triad Leader Larry Wong, who has three million dollars worth of cocaine. Frank tells him. Uh, to bring fifteen million when he sells it on the street, Larry demands three million up front and another five hundred thousand after the drugs are sold. Um, <laughs> because yeah, after he tells him, I mean, I'm not a big crime or drug lord, but don't tell everyone what you got. Just say I got, I got it. <laughs> if you want it from me, because he did tell, look, man, this is the price. Take it or leave it. If you want it, all right, but don't. Uh, try to threaten him, but he never really threatened him. It always seemed like uh, Delicio just came over to, all right, I'm a representative, and then these guys just everybody pissed on him, and then tell him to fuck off, and this and that. <laughs> <laughs> so then he goes back and tells Frank what's up, and then they they fucking like, all right, you guys want to play hardball? Cool. <laughs> and they roll in the chat. Um, oh, they roll in in the, in the limo first. The limo comes rolling in. And uh, what's the uh, uh, what's Ter- Teresa Randall's Ray? She comes popping out of the top of the limo. I mean, these girls were all down. They weren't just hot and just eye candy for for all these gangsters. Man, they fucking she popped out of the top machine gun. Just, just started gunning down uh, all the um, the triad gang uh, members. <laughs> and uh, man. Frank White as well. I mean, he didn't just give the orders and then hang back and and send mm-hmm. the soldiers. He even jumped in because Wesley or uh, Jimmy Jump jumps out and he's uh, firing off two rounds and um, fucking what is John Carlos' name? Lance. I don't, I don't even remember. I only heard Jimmy Jump. I don't even know anyone else's name. Uh, was in this. Steve Buscemi was test tube because I guess he was the one always testing the drugs. 
Did he? Would they show him have any gunfire? I don't. Yeah, uh, the only uh, the only one I really remember is in the beginning when they killed King Tito. He was he was shooting at people. Oh, that's right. And that one guy came in all corny when he was like, "Room service, motherfucker." I don't like that guy. He <laughs> he was in uh, do the right thing. He was one of. Uh, one of those guys that were just hanging out there. And then he's, he's, he's one of those dudes. Oh, I know that guy. He's been in a bunch of movies and he just, yeah. never, he, he like overacts. Uh, in his yeah. Movies. Even <laughs> like the scene where they, uh, jumping ahead, but when uh, a few of them get arrested and then they get bailed out by uh, Frank's lawyer. And then he's telling the guy to kiss his ass and he's showing his ass. And it, it just, it felt overdone from him. Yeah. Cause, uh, <laughs> we, when they uh uh when they leave uh Jimmy Jump pulls out money and throws hey black man and then throws money in here here's some buy some flowers for your witness and then uh that other dude what the hell was his <laughs> name uh, I know what you're talking about him though. the overactive yeah. guy he walks up yeah. get some cheap ones and takes some <laughs> I'm like oh man come on <laughs> uh, that was a gross scene though. Yeah, <laughs> so Larry oh. got spit in Larry's face, and he oh. like tastes it. Like fuck all that. I don't uh, mean. Uh, I mean, not in just this film. Any any movie where someone gets spit on. Sometimes these actors go that extra level and really take that spit to the face or or whatever. Fuck that. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I could. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was nasty because he he wipes it over his lips and then tastes it. I don't know. Fuck all that. I shot someone. <laughs> but so yeah, after they gunned up um, all the, uh, the 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 triads, that's another thing. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, the leader uh, Wong. What the hell was his first name? I can't remember. Oh, Larry. He he goes running down back into under wherever their hangout is, and then uh, Christopher Wong he, he was hiding. Uh, Wong was hiding behind the corner, and then one of his boys came around. He blood shoots him in the chest. It's like oh fuck, it's one of my guys. And then that's when uh, uh, Jimmy Jump comes out, and then Frank White comes in, and they end up. Uh, I asked, did they just kill him or did they just hang him upside down? Yeah, they killed him. Yeah, because we see these guys that we see um, Frank and his crew, they're carrying out. these. Well, they had one of these big giant uh, canisters. It was like one of those cardboard canisters, just thick, that thick, hard cardboard. And it was just full of Coke. And uh, there were the big, big like barrels. So they were uh, they were hauling those out out there. And then the camera kind of goes up and you see Wong hanging uh, from the rafters. Um. Were they gonna? I know there was they were supposed to do drug deals with other people, but it, they never really did anything. I mean, people, uh, not till the end. Not till the end. That was that seemed the only time they were even attempting to do any kind of deal. Yeah, because they like they had all this coke, and I assume this is this is how he was going to get the money, but I think the hospital already got the money. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how he got it, but because I, 
I always took it as I think they were trying to dump everything at once and not just kind of because they never seemed like they was in, in the drug game. And I think they were just trying to make one big deal. Yeah, because I, I don't think he had uh, his guys out there slanging or nothing. I mean, it was just they were big business and, and that was it. Because. Um, those in the in the beginning when when Jimmy and Jumbo those guys were were with the Colombians they they were gonna the buy uh, the drugs from them so but I think that was just more of okay we're we're gonna buy it but then they ended up killing them and just took it so that's what they did with the Triad Gang they were rolled in there killed everybody I mean even when Frank White busted out man he pulled out his machine gun and just started gunning up the women I was like damn. <laughs> I mean, nobody was safe uh, on those streets. So after they killed all that whole little triad gang, the triad gang, from my, again, my knowledge from movies, <laughs> there's not just one organization in in, in, a, in a city. There's because when you watch those uh, shoot 'em up the John Woo films, I mean, there was always different. Uh, triad families or however you want to call them, or maybe these, these guys are the only ones in, in New York. And if they were, they seemed like they were little small time guys. So, yeah, again, you would think there'd be some kind of retaliation, but I guess, I guess Frank put the fear in the mafia and the triad, I guess. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, that was, no retaliation. I mean, it doesn't take anything away from the film, but when when you sit there and think about it, only because of all these other films we've seen. If somebody gets hit, all right, then they come rolling back with someone else. <laughs> so they end up taking all their coke. Um, there was a, a kind of a little love story, not not really, but with uh, Frank and uh, well, that was his lawyer, right? Yeah. So. It was so gross. Their little scene in the the subway when they're like tonguing each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good for you, man. Get yours. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. matter how old you it, are, it just it just looked awkward. It did. It, it mean, I, actors Christopher Walken was probably enjoying it a little bit more than uh, than this young woman. <laughs> so. Yeah, because I've I've read stuff that he's he's like a really weird guy, especially like on set. Uh, I believe it. Um, what was that girl's name? She wasn't Jennifer, was it? Uh, Jennifer seems like that would have been the, the the one blonde girl. Um, I think that was her, but I, I I'm not sure. They did they every now and then someone was calling her counselor. So, but yeah. Um, what's his name was in this? Yeah, uh, her name was Jennifer. Okay. Um, the guy from Lost. Um, uh, what's his name? Is that his name? He he was in Lost, and he was in uh, yeah, that's his name. He he was in what was that prison show on? Oh, HBO? Oz. Uh, yeah, Her- uh, Harold Perino. Yeah, he was uh, Sub- a young subway bugger. <laughs> Here's his name. He's thug leader. <laughs> so. Yeah, this was a good scene because they think they're, they they're going to rob Frank, and he just pull he he doesn't even pull out the gun. He shows him, and they're just like, "Oh, okay." Then he throws him a, a a wad of money and tells him, "I'm at the plaza. Ask for Frank White." 
and you don't see him no more. So apparently, once he found out who it was, he was like, "Fuck that, I'm gone." No, he popped up. He 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 joined the crew. Did he? he was, yeah, because um, it was uh, he must have got know. killed right away. No, he he got killed uh, towards the end. Um, it was after all the uh, the I think it was after the the, the triad stuff. Mm. They were at um one of uh it was when they were all partying and like in some warehouse or something. No 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 oh, no, they, no no no. Oh. Wait, let me let me jump forward. They were in uh, his hotel room, and uh, Frank, all his guys were in there, and they were talking. He was talking, and Frank was talking to his lawyer. You see, um uh to, what was it thug leader <laughs> you see him standing off on the side kind of leaning up against the wall because he did show up uh oh, okay. they show him in the in the in the hotel so he was there and he was kind of just hanging out like i'm sure he was probably just a gopher but um all all while all during this there was uh the the, the police officers were trying to take him down uh the leader of uh, i think he was I seem to assume he was sergeant uh the Victor Argo he played Roy Bishop he had mm-hmm. um I think he I think he had the he was probably the the officer that brought Frank White down that, I mean, that was probably why he he went to prison because you saw that there was some kind of there was something there between them two that's yeah, why like they it, had history yeah because it, 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 it seemed like it, it was more personal uh, with uh, the cop Roy Bishop, so I mean they never really went into it, but how he was acting and and everything he because that's what he wanted to do because he was like Frank White's getting out of jail, I got to bring him down because I know he's gonna be doing dirt uh, once he gets out. So he had his crew. It was it was Bishop, it was uh, David Caruso, Dennis Gilly, uh, Wesley Snipes character Thomas Flanagan. And then there was another one. It was a younger guy. Um, yeah, which he was uh, David Caruso's younger brother. Oh, okay. Because yeah, because he they show a wedding scene uh, with that. I mean, just to show that all these cops are, are tight and everything. Yeah. So they had them. And I, and I did like that scene because David Caruso's basically explaining why. They're so pissed off is because they they basically they play by the rules and they can't ever bust him. And he just get he he how Frank goes against the law and he's constantly getting away with everything. And they're they're doing what they're supposed to do and they they never get anywhere with anything. Yeah, they were they weren't they weren't above the law. They were just they were just trying to just do everything by the book. And uh it, to them, it was just it was getting them nowhere, and they were just finally getting fed up. Um, I've never been a cop. I don't know for a lot of friends that are, but uh, I'm sure that job's frustrating. I mean, especially now with, mm-hmm. with what's going on in the world. But I mean, but yeah, they I could I could see them like, man, we're fucking we're out here doing what we have to do to bring bad guys to to justice, and they just the justice system just keeps letting them go. I mean, what's his name? Um, Nino Brown said it the best in, in new Jack city, which we'll eventually cover. Um, mm-hmm. he, cause he, he told I mean, he went that, I mean, he, of course he was going down for his crime, but then he was like, 
uh, he was letting them all know what was up because it was it was the law. He was going by law. He was using the law to help him. And I think that's what Frank and all these guys were doing. That's why they um, kept getting away with everything. Yeah, he did go to prison for a while, but they I don't know how long he was in there. Uh, I'm sure they wanted him to be in there like forever because I'm sure they could link him up to all kinds of murders and, and everything else. But they just they just couldn't do it. So. They probably caught him for, I don't know, maybe drug possession or something, and that's why he was in prison. But So we got all these cops that are just getting pissed off as it's going on, and uh, Roy Bishop is the one that's leading them. And he seemed to be the one to, we need to do this by the book. Mm-hmm. I think uh, David Caruso and Wesley Snipes and, and the other guys were like, no, nah, fuck that. We, we we gotta bring. We know he's dirty. We gotta bring him down. Yeah, because he he tells him he was like you you know how this is gonna get done, and he tells David Caruso what, what was his name Dennis. He tells Dennis uh, if you guys go that way, I'll bust you. Yeah, because they um when they who they killed they killed someone. And they had a witness. Was it the, uh, the Colombian guy in the beginning? Yeah, they had one of those. I think it was King Tito. And this is a scene where they kind of, you think they're arresting Frank, but they take him like to some parking lot somewhere. And then they open the trunk and they, for some reason, they have King Tito's body in there. And he's just kind of like, prove it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even like. Frank knows he didn't do it. And he's like, well, you got nothing on me. I, I didn't do it. They, but yeah, they showed him uh, the dead body in the trunk. Like how long has, has this body been in the trunk? It looked like it'd been there a while. <laughs> so, Cause he looked like he was turning gray. So but, um, the, the part I liked, uh, they couldn't, they couldn't, they, I think they, I think that was more of just a warning. Look, we're on to you and we're going to bring you down. Cause they just, they just ended up letting him go. But after um, this scene, um, Jimmy Jump, uh, Larry Fishburne, he was in a, a restaurant trying to get some uh, food and everything. Seemed like they cooked everything in there. And he just come, hey, give me this. Give me 15 wings. Give me eight spare ribs. Give me some this and shrimp and all that. And the the guy that was running behind the counter, <laughs> there were some little kids in there. They, they were having lunch, and they just wanted to play video games. And that guy behind the counter was, hey, man, you have no money. Get away from there. And then Jimmy jumps, like, looks at him. Man, what the fuck's the matter with you? And then he walks over him. Hey, here, this is for you guys. Get them something to eat and gives them all quarters. Yeah, and this I don't know why. This is probably the most memorable scene because he was <laughs> like, you, what, what do you got to drink? You got birch beer? You probably don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those guys must have been quick with his order. Because they just immediately stuck two big bags on, on the counter. And then he goes, oh, how much is this? Well, that's $57. All right, man, fuck you very much. But as he's in there, we see the cops outside roll up. Some, I think it was some black and whites and then uh, Caruso and the gang and Wesley. Oh, and Bishop as well because they come kicking in the, the back door. And they all come running in because Wesley tries to run. No, um, Wesley. Uh, Jimmy Jump tries to run and he like throws the bags at him and then they just grab him and slam him on the counter. Yeah, and they go, oh man. 
<laughs> some reason Wesley's name is Thomas Flanagan. They said something about his name when they were at the wedding. Like, uh, yeah, you're, you're, the, you're the only dark Flanagan, I assume. <laughs> Flanagan's an Irish name or something. <laughs> I don't know. They they did something like that. But <laughs> they they slam him on the, they slam a Jimmy a, a jump on the counter and they go, oh, man, God, you, you're a little old, man. He goes, we got a witness. He goes, I don't leave no witnesses. He goes, ah, well, you got one now. So they took Jimmy Jump and all his crew and then threw them in jail. And this is when that scene, when uh, Frank finds out that uh, his his guys are in jail. Like, well, go down there and get them. It was going to cost like a million, uh, uh, a million dollar bond to, to get them each to get them out. And they were like, all right, man, just pay it and get them out. So they roll down there. And uh, and they get him out. Did uh, well? Did they did they did they kill that witness? I don't know. Just this witness kind of just disappeared. disappeared. <laughs> yeah, because that's when they come out and they're like, yeah, and they're all happy and everything. And as as Jimmy and the guys are coming out, here come uh, Bishop and, and and the crew. They come rolling in to the police station, and that's when they're. When uh, Dennis, uh, Dave Caruso spits uh, on Jimmy Jump. Yes. Ah, fuck all that. <laughs> and then the whole kiss my ass and all that shit. And I think, yeah, Bishop was mad because Frank wins again, gets his guys out. But I think this was the this was it. I think uh, I, I think um, David Caruso was the leader of this uh, of these cops when they uh, when they go rogue. Because he was like, fuck that. He goes, we got to do it. And that's when Bishop told him, look, if you guys do this, I'm going to bust you too. But mm-hmm. they're like, eh, well, we just won't tell you. Because um, that's when uh, we get to the, the scene when they're all partying and uh, dancing around uh, and everything. They were they were going to do a deal with um, someone else. I don't even know who those dudes were. They were they were undercover. Oh, okay. Uh, duh, duh, that's De, right, Delicio, that's right. Delicio had set up the deal. All right, because yeah, because two of them came, uh, and then they were like, yeah, and everybody was in there partying. Frank was there, yeah, because he was talking on the phone, and um, all the girls are not really topless, but they're whatever they're wearing's open, and everyone's dancing hella hard. I don't know who what that song was, but I I did like it. It'd probably be a good dance song, but no, I'm too fat to be swinging my fat ass like that anymore. <laughs> but because uh, yeah, that uh, thug leader guy, the guy from uh, Lost, he was he was out there all faded, dancing hella hard too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, one of them was downstairs, and they took a uh, They took another. Oh no, no, no! They asked him, "Okay, well, we'll buy it from you." He goes, "Well, where is it?" He goes, "Oh, we got it next door." So they took uh, that guy over there and I goes, all right, man, well, I'll, I'll leave this dude here and uh, and I'll be back. I'll go see the drugs or whatever. So he left and the other guy with the long hair, they had some girls grabbed him, took him up upstairs, I guess, because then she was, she was putting coke on his stomach and uh, getting ready to sniff a line off him and 
Yeah, he was he was deep undercover. He was about to he was about to bang her on a bunch of keys of cocaine. Yeah, the whole bed was covered him covered with it. And then, because I know Frank walked by, I know Frank was with Jennifer, but it seemed like he was with everybody. Yeah, he is an open relationship. He was kissing her, and he was kissing uh, what's her name? God damn, I keep forgetting her name. Uh, Teresa, Ray. Ray, yeah, Ray. Like you kissing her, and she was kissing other dudes and kissing Jimmy Jump. Man, I, I guess <laughs> drugs and money <laughs> will do that to you. So, because I remember the, the, I don't know, one of the one of the blonde girls was in there getting ready to get down with that dude on on the coke, and Frank stopped there, stood there, and watched. Yeah, he is creepy. <laughs> so he, he keeps walking. Um, who? Oh, somebody came in. Oh no! Um, Frank was at the top of the stairs, and one of those dudes came in. I think it was uh, Caruso. Because no, the the guy that they shot in the hallway in the on the stair first, because he had. Uh, a, a mask or a bag or something over his head. He comes running in. Um, be- oh no 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 no! I'm sorry. Uh, when uh, Delicia was walking out with that other dude to show him the drugs, they got around the corner, and then psh, they they blasted him. I, th- but this is where I think uh, Delicia was in with the cops, because when that guy shot him, he didn't like. Jump back like what the fuck? He just well, kind of stood there. Yeah, he he admits to it later okay. that they, they they gave him they gave him more money than than he ever had. All right, that's right. So that's probably why he didn't flinch. Because so that that's what that's what that's what uh, set it off. And then that's when that other guy came running in and was shooting uh, at Frank, and then Frank blasted him uh, in the hall, and then that. Uh, that cop, the undercover cop that was about to get down with that blonde girl, he jumped up and he blasted her. And then Frank came in, shot him, and he fell down. And then everybody just all hell broke loose in that big room where everybody was dancing and partying because guys came running in with masks on and just started gunning up everyone. So Jimmy and the rest of the gang, everyone just pulled out their guns and was just shooting every direction. So they had this big, huge gun battle. And Ray, Ray, Ray was a real one. Cause she she jumped in front of Frank to take some shots. Yeah, man, she she was down for hers. She got blasted, and everyone, all the other chicks that were in there, got shot up. Jimmy jumped behind the bar, and came. I love how he just comes out when he's got his two pistols, just just fucking just double fisting and letting them have it. <laughs> Runs out of ammo, throws down down. I assume there was just an arsenal under the bar because he kept popping up. With machine guns, and they were just gunning everybody up. So it seemed like that whole crew got wiped out. Because even the 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 one uh, the one the the dude I can't remember his name. Uh, I know the thug leader guy. He he got the guy from Lost. He got blasted. He went down. That other dude that we hated. He got shot. The guy was overacting. He got shot up. Yeah, he uh, overacted when he got shot. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the blonde girl got killed upstairs. Ray got killed downstairs. And um, I assume uh, Buscemi, Buscemi was in there somewhere. Mr. Pink was in there. I'm sure he I think got he lived. I think he lived. 
I kind of want to say he was at the scene where they were, they had Delicio and they were oh, interrogating that, him. Yeah, I, that's right. I, I think he made it. Him and uh, Gus. Yeah, he Gus. made it. <laughs> well, I don't even know what his name is in this. But yeah, he was uh, Lance. I don't like these names we're choosing. But anyway, he's Gus. You guys know what we're talking about. He, Yeah, he made it out because uh, the the firefight spilled out uh, into the streets. I assume they were in Brooklyn. Um, they fell out into the streets, and they were still gunning up. Jimmy jumped into – no, um, Frank came hauling ass uh, in the limo, and Jimmy jumped into it and jumped into the limo. and was like, yeah, and he started shooting. And then one of the cops – or one of the – they didn't know it was cops at the time – uh, one of the masked guys ran up and grabbed the door and was hanging on, trying to jump into the limo. And then uh, I don't know why Jimmy just didn't shoot him because he was shooting everyone else. But uh, Frank uh, just went hauling top speed, kind of up cl- onto the close to the curb, and slammed that cop or that uh, that guy. That no, 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 before. Before he slammed him into that fire hydrant, uh, Jimmy pulled the mask off. And he was like, oh, fuck, these guys are cops. Yeah, it was uh, Caruso's little brother. Yeah, and then that's when they gunned it. and I know it was a dummy, but they fuck. I mean, it it, it was a ruthless kill, man. He just slammed him right into that. That That that, sound. Yeah, that fire hydrant that did not give at all. (laughs) So. Yeah, he, he was he was dead. If he wasn't dead, man, he's paralyzed forever. So they were like, ah! So they, they were all, they just fucking, they just all jumped in their cars and were running after him, or driving after him. So they had this huge car chase. Uh, I know it was like two police cars, undercover police cars. Um, Jimmy's fucking just firing, uh, hanging out of the window and everything. Frank is just just driving that limo all over the place, hauling ass. I think we jumped ahead. No, 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 no. We didn't. We didn't. I'm sorry. So they, um, I think that they were. I think I know they were on the bridge. I can't remember. If, I don't know why I'm thinking they went through a tunnel, and then um, Frank did something, and and those uh, cars crashed. Yeah. And so, like, uh, I don't think anyone else died at that point. Um, so they they ended up they ended up crashing, and uh, Frank and uh, Jimmy just kept hauling ass. So, um, one of the other cars, um, I think Wesley, uh, chased them. Him and uh, David Caruso, they 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 followed him and they found him. Uh, no, 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 they, they were driving down the road looking around really slow, and this is when the, the limo came boom, coming out of the darkness and slammed into them. And then uh, uh, Jimmy jumped out and started running. Uh, Wesley went running after him. What the hell was Wesley's name? Thomas. Thomas. Lanigan. <laughs> yeah, him. <laughs> so he goes running after him, uh, after Jimmy. And uh, Caruso runs over to the to the limousine and just, just opens fires on there. And then he looks in there and Frank's not there. So he's like, fuck. So uh, Jimmy kind of runs and hides. And I just remember there was like hobos walking around wherever they were. He was running and uh, uh, Wesley comes running around. Hey, Jimmy, where are you? I got some chicken for you, man. 
<laughs> so he he's looking around, and then here here comes Jimmy. He they were like by a uh, trailer, uh, one of the big semi trailers. He comes walking around, and he ends up blasting uh, Wesley, and he falls down. He's laying there, ah, and then Jimmy's like, "Hey man, where's my chicken at?" <laughs> And then, because he like unloaded on on, uh, on his chest, because he had, he took a few uh, rounds to to the chest, so he goes down, and he was just about to give him pump in another one, but that's when uh, Caruso came around, gunned up Jimmy, and he fell. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he was laying there screaming, and everyone's like, ah, "It hurts!" Ah! And then he starts laughing. <laughs> Because uh, Caruso runs over to 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 Flanagan, Wesley, and he's like, "You're all right, man. You're all right." But when he opens up uh, his his um his shirt, sees that he has a vest on, but they uh, I don't think they they work when you're kind of point blank. Yeah, because he had that. Because go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say you can clearly see one went through the vest. Because yeah, he had that big pool of blood. It was like that Italian horror blood. It was like bright, bright red. Just sitting there. And he was like, you're all right, man. You're all right. He was trying to calm him down. I, I thought that was cool. I was like, yeah, man, you're all right, man. You're, you'll be fine, man. We'll, we'll be good. You got your vest on. He was here. I'll help you breathe. And then that was it. He just, he died. Yeah, it seemed like he was more upset about him dying than his brother. Yeah. So <laughs> he sat up and he was like, fuck. And then um, Jimmy's there. <laughs> motherfucker and he just walks up to him and then point blank shoots him in the head so he's dead so it's just Frank and whoever else uh, survived that whole that whole battle now Bishop wasn't there so he he he, did, he I'm sure he found out about it later but we go to a big huge funeral and it's for um Caruso's brother and uh Flanagan Wesley they do all that. They have the the big flags over the coffins and all all the police departments there. Uh, so Caruso's there and he just loses it, and then he just goes run into his car and fucking gets in and can't start the car. Like I'm a motherfucker. He's just hella mad. Here comes this limo, just rolling real slow. No one's really paying attention because there's all kinds of other limos and black cars there. It just rolls right up. He goes, hey man, and she takes a shotgun blast to the head. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> I was, and and you can agree that no cops were trying to catch Frank at that no. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Frank was the one that shot uh, Caruso in the head. But yeah, man, I mean, as soon as that, that happens, everyone hears it and they all go running. The limo takes off. Um, you yeah during I, I don't know how many cops were there. Only one of them had a gun out. Everyone's running around and ducking and hiding. It's like you couldn't jump in a car and go riding after him. But I, I don't know movie. <laughs> yeah, Bishop got there before most of them. Yeah, a couple of guys kind of quit running. It was like, oh man, I was like, you guys didn't want none of Frank. <laughs> so um. Yeah, after he he kills them, uh, he kills them. This is when they find uh, we go to I don't know they're like in a basement or something, and that's when um, they have 
what's his face? Uh, Delicio. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to tell him uh, what was going on. And, and they told him that, yeah, they gave me all kinds of money. And and then it was, all right, man. He goes, well, you got that money? Frank looked at him and goes, you, you got all that money? And you bury him with it. And they were like, ah, because it looked like they beat the shit out of him first. Yeah, and they, they said they found the money on him. Yeah. Like he had the money. I was like, what? <laughs> you can't even deny it after that. No, oh, excuse me. Yeah, just bury him with it. I don't know. They probably kept it. But yeah, Frank goes walking off and you just hear, you hear a gunshot. So he's dead. And he tells he tells everybody to, to put a $250,000 bond on any detective that was involved. That's crazy. I mean, I guess that's just crime lords. I mean, I mean nobody, nobody is safe. Cops, everything. I mean, they, they didn't care. Because, yeah, okay, after the 250000 bounty on every detective involved in the case, uh... Is that when Bishop went in? How did Bishop show up? I don't remember. Uh, Bishop had went back home. And oh, that's Frank right. Frank was sitting in the apartment waiting for him. Oh yeah, that's right. And then he was. Um, well, do you think was he there to kill him or just let him know what was up? I think he was letting him know what was up because he basically told him how he was helping them because he said he was killing all these bad people and he was saying some of them was involved in prostitution and child pornography and all kinds of crazy shit. And he, he was getting rid of everybody. And so he was basically, he was trying to paint the picture that he was the good guy and Frank wasn't having none of it. Yeah. I mean, but that, I mean, that was true. I mean, I mean, all the guys he killed, I mean, yeah, they were doing dirt and everything and, uh, he was doing it well. I mean, or he was doing all all the dirt as well, but he wasn't doing the the crazy shit they were doing. Because mm-hmm. he was about business and everything, and he wasn't doing anything perverted or anything uh, on the side like all these guys. So that's why pretty much why he dusted all those dudes, the the triads, the the mafia guys, and the the Colombians and everyone else. But. They just had to take out those cops because those are the ones that that came in and just tried to kill him. They weren't gonna. They weren't there to arrest him. They they all rolled in there to kill him, and then they all got dealt with. So, yeah, they killed all of them, every one of those dudes. Uh, the brother Crusoe, uh, Flanagan, and and all. Bishop was the last one. Yeah. So when he mm-hmm. told when Frank told him all that, um, I think he was just there to tell him because he he didn't kill him. He handcuffed him. To the to the chair or whatever, and then Frank walked out, and then that's when Bishop jumped up, ran over to his uh, to his desk, pulled out his spare gun, shot the handcuffs, and then went running after him. So Frank just I don't know why he didn't have a car waiting. He just uh, he just walked. He I don't, for some reason he he was just fascinated with the subway. They didn't I really- think. I think it made him I think it made him they they did that to make the character feel like he was like it like just like everybody else. He was, you know, like like the, you know, just like a regular person, you know. Yeah. Well, I assume the this bishop guy lives somewhere close to Times Square because he just goes walking right through there. And what I like about that scene. 
I don't think they really controlled the crowd because you see everybody looking at Christopher Walken as he's mm-hmm. just walking by <laughs> through the through the crowded streets of uh, Times Square. And then he walks into uh, down into the subway. And that's when Bishop uh, goes running after him and he's looking around in the trains. And Frank is just sitting there with all the other train riders. And then Bishop comes on like, all right, man, come on. That's it, Frank. This is this is it, man. You're you're under arrest. And then Frank gets up and then just pulls out his gun and he grabs a, a hostage. What did he what did he say? Uh, I don't remember. Because I know he asked you because he was like, if you don't let me go, I'm going to kill her. And he goes, you got a family, don't you? And she's like, yes, sir. So uh, he's just pointing the gun at her and just like, it's either you or me or her. And then Bishop's like, come on, man. And then fucking Bishop just like, fuck it. He lets off a few rounds. And then Frank just unloads into into Bishop. Talking about overacting. (laughs) He falls down (laughs) onto the ground. And he's like, you know, he got hit multiple times and he's just, he just wouldn't die. He, but he had that, like, I got to get Frank. I got Cause he kept trying to get up and holding his gun up. And then he just, he finally just falls over and, and that's it. I assume he just let that girl go, that lady go. And she either jumped to the ground or ran off. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't think he ever intended to hurt her. Uh-uh. I think he was just trying to get out, get out of there. So we see Frank, he walks off the train. He's got his trench coat on. He kind of closes it and he's walking. He's walking and goes up the stairs and people are running around. A lot of people went hauling ass out of the train when the, when the, when the, when they pulled out their guns. Luckily it was at a stop because if the train was going during all this, none of those people would have left. Everyone would have just been still on the train. <laughs> so he walks up and uh, he's back in Times Square again, walking through. I'm sorry, I jumped ahead, everyone, with the Times Square part. So he they must have stopped in Times Square, and this is when we see him walking through there because if you guys have been through Times Square, traffic is just crazy down there, no matter what time of day. Maybe not now because of what's going on, but uh, so he just kind of gets into a, a cab and sits down. And um, I assume Bishop must have let out a call to say, hey, Frank White on the train, this is the area. Because Frank's sitting in, in this cab, and then all of a sudden you hear, you see all these black and whites uh, come, uh, no, they're, they're, I think they're blue and white in New York. Anyway, cops. They all come rolling up, and then uh, Frank's sitting there, and then you see him, he kind of looks down, and, and he's, he's, he's got his hand over his, uh, his stomach, and there's blood on it, and he pulls his hand away, and then he got shot. So he's like, ah, fuck. And then uh, he kind of holds up his gun because he sees the cops. Uh, the taxi driver sees <laughs> it, sees him holding up the gun. And he's like, fuck that, I'm out. And he <laughs> he jumps out and runs, uh, telling another driver, hey, the guy's got a gun. As the cops are all coming up, and Frank is just sitting there looking out the window. And then you see him just kind of. Did he like lean back or I mean, I don't know. Is it the head went down or he leaned back? And- yeah, he kind of leaned back and then closed his eyes and then he just kind of dies. Yeah, you just see his gun fall and then credits. But 
I mean, he did what he had to do. I don't know who was uh, next in line to come in and uh, take over New York because he took out all the competition, and then uh, he got blasted. Steve Buscemi's taking over. Either him or Gus, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, and that's King of New York. This movie is awesome. I mean, I've seen it multiple times. I hadn't seen it in a while, so it was good to uh, to rewatch it. So, King of New York, everyone. Uh, yeah, this was this budget was super small. It was uh, five million to make it. I don't know what the box office was. Again, it might have been in just small little art theater. It only boxed office two point five million. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, I'm pretty sure it made a killing uh, in VHS rentals and sales. But um, I just picked this up on Blu-ray uh, a couple days ago. Who put this one out? Lionsgate put it out. Uh, it's got audio commentary with the director. And uh, I guess there's a short film by the, by the director. There's a Schooly D music video. Yeah, I haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> so oh, way back. <laughs> yeah. 90s, everyone. But yeah, King of New York, uh, streaming Tubi as well as uh, IMDb TV with ads. So if you guys haven't seen it and uh, we sold it to you, definitely uh, check this film out. All right, Bri, uh, you're up. What do we got? next all right uh, i know for the action returns i did uh zach snyder's justice league i i gotta stick with hbo max and we got uh godzilla versus kong coming up so that's my pick when's that come out uh the 31st or the 30th 31st or third when as we're recording this next wednesday oh okay so that's an extreme things yeah because oh justice uh, is action yeah, Speaking of that, uh, um, I know we're not covering either of those movies, so got to do it on one of these shows. <laughs> Speaking of uh, action in Justice League, um, we're going to have a guest with us, uh, the Zisu, the leader of the E-Society. Uh, the, the only uh, Wonder Woman 84 fan, huh? Yeah, he's going to come on <laughs> with us. Uh, we're doing the crossover with the uh, action in uh, E-Society. Uh, Tommy, I just said, dude, come on, because uh, I don't want to talk about it all over again <laughs> for, with us. So <laughs> better just to do the crossover uh, episode at once. But uh, Justice League, I got a lot to say. So um, just warning everyone now, that one might be a long one. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, all right, Kong. Uh, no, it's Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, yeah. The original OG one, King Kong versus Godzilla. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do a rewatch on that. I love that one. I know it's goofy and everyone uh, d- don't like it, but I do. Gee, 1963 when that one came out. Not sure if that's oh, so it's available on Amazon, but I, I don't know if it's streaming on there. But um, yeah, I was gonna put it on the horror returns, but after we reviewed the trailer and Lance said those were probably the worst special effects he's ever seen, I was just like, nah. The original one? No, the the new the, one. The new one, yeah. 
said the effects look horrible. Brother Lance, you know I love you to death, man. But come on, man. What do you want? Oh, they you'll, all, they you'll all can't be, be cemetery. <laughs> you'll be surprised at his scores on the latest episode of The Horror Returns. <laughs> you'll Damn. be real surprised. In a way, I'm not, but <laughs> we'll see. But uh, all right, everybody. As far as East Society, we got uh, another regular episode coming up uh, really soon. Uh, you'll probably get the crossover episode before that. I don't know. Zisu's work schedule is all over the place. So I don't know. Might be before, might be after. But either way, he's going to be on uh, the next action with us. And, um, Shoot on over to Skater Nest Podcast Network and listen to uh, everything on there. And again, thank you to Brian here for giving us more listeners and all you new listeners that do check us out. Thank you so much. Um, you have for the the regular network. You got five hundred episodes of uh, a mixture of East Society, mainly East Society, as well as the Magnus Podcast, my solo show. Uh, big guys that is coming back we are bringing that back uh blind frankenstein aka big jesse it will be back in the house happy Um, birthday jess yep we have that coming um he can get back into the the swing of things he took a break for a while so he's gonna be back Uh, hopefully horocopia and all that comes as well i don't know we'll see uh, we got that coming, um, and when you listen to everything we have on the regular network, shoot on over to Anchor, because there's about another 300 or maybe close to 400 episodes over there dealing with uh, E-Society and everything. I can't believe on how much uh, we have done, uh, not just you and I. I mean, you on the regular episodes, dude, <laughs> on the regular <laughs> network, it's you and I all over that, uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, five years in the game. Uh, we're coming up five years for East Society as well, and it's just more and more and more. We got tons of ideas that we haven't even touched yet. A list gets longer and longer, but uh, we're going to be back hopefully uh, really soon. So, again, for you new listeners, thank you and welcome. And uh, thanks for listening to uh, Brian and I here on uh, THR Presents uh, Stream Fiends with King of New York. So, until next time, you guys all be safe out there and party on. Yep, and by the time you hear this, uh, the episode 252 of The Horror Returns, uh, year 1985, uh, The Stuff and Silver Bullet will be out, and that is the episode. If you know Lance, he will shock you with his scores. And uh, next episode will be part two in 1985 with Cat's Eye and Reanimator, and we will have guests uh, Ricky and Danny from uh, the Hail Ming podcast. And uh, Action Returns, uh, you got Boss Level out right now, and you'll have Zack Snyder's Justice League soon. And uh, you'll have to, of course, uh, before you listen to this, listen to uh, our deep cover review on uh, THR Presents Stream Fiends. And uh, got some more bonus episodes coming, uh, crossover episodes with uh, ESP and uh, THR. So until... Till next time, everybody stay safe. I want to be your lover, just want-